This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two-time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling, with your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 209. Still mourning the loss of our dear, dear Ricochet, my name is Nick Howell. (laughs) And still full from all the popcorn I have watched people eat in the last 48 hours, I am Sir Ian Dangerous. (laughs) And welcome to the show. It is Busted Wide Open, and today we are going to be discussing Raw. That's right. Raw happened last night. And, uh, That's one way to put it. Show. It happened. It, it, it definitely happened. It was a thing, and it was the fallout show from Elimination Chamber and definitely fell out. We also had uh, Edge return to TV, finally. Uh, on this day, I, I did see clearly that Edge was back. Uh, Nick, well, let's, let's do some housekeeping. Let's get our housekeeping done. Let's tell people how they can interact with the show. And then let's get in and start talking about Raw. Yes, absolutely, guys. Always come over and join us on Facebook. All of these links you can find over at BWOPodcast.com and in the description below here on YouTube. Join us on Facebook. It is the hub of our operation and where we link everything first. So head over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to get into the group with the rest of the phenomenal ones, our loyal patrons. Thank you guys for all of your support all the time. If you'd like to get in on some exclusives, head over to Patreon.com slash BWOC. Sign up for one of those reward tiers. You can get access to all kinds of exclusive goodies, and it is the best way to support the show and one of the ways that we keep this show ad-free. So the bigger we get, the more we need. We're racing to 1,000 subscribers so we can unlock even more of those capabilities, and we're almost there. We've checked off every single box on YouTube except for one, that pesky subscriber metric. So if you see it on YouTube, down in the bottom left corner, We're almost there. We're right at 700. We've got to get to that 1,000 mark. Everything else has been accomplished. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. At BWO Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that is everything, Sir Ian Dangerous. Well, not everything. I got to throw out some love here, man. People are going crazy in the chat. Uh, Esme, Brad, Josh. Oh, my goodness. Tip the crap out of us. You guys are killing me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and verklempt. 
thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. Oh my uh, goodness! Esme yeah. says one dollar for every day left until WrestleMania. Oh, thank you very much, Esme. With the twenty-six dollars, Brad Shepard with the ten dollars. Anonymous tip twenty dollars. Who is That's anonymous? Josh. That's we Josh. are anonymous. We are Legion. We tip you twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Cheers anonymous. Where's my very Where's much- my V mask? <laughs> Very, that's Josh. He said so. Oh, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you to everybody who supports the show. Thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out in our chat live on YouTube right now. Uh, I'm revved up, Nick. I guess with all this, it means we've got to go talk about Monday Night Raw. Well, on this day, I see clearly everything has come to light. That uh, that Edge is back, um, and back. for some reason, MVP is calling him out and saying, "I'm going to help Edge get his mind right, and maybe a partnership between the MVP brand and Edge will work out." Do you think Edge is here to talk to you, MVP? <laughs> Randy Orton tried to end his career. Randy Orton RKO'd his wife. Do you think Edge gives a single sparkling crap about you? Because he does not. He came out to that ring, MVP's in the ring, noting that Edge is driving up. Edge stalks out of the car, goes right to the ring. MVP's still like, hey, man, I'm talking to you. Edge just ignores the crap out of him until MVP brings up the fact that Edge maybe should be concerned about his wife. And Edge just kind of turns around slowly. You can almost hear like a creaking. Like, you said what? <laughs> Spears the crap out of MVP. Uh, and as he's standing over MVP, of course... Like the sneaky snack he is, Randy Orton, out from under the ring, goes to try to attack Edge, but Edge was prepared, hits him with his own move, RKO's Randy Orton, and then leaves the ring to go get a couple of chairs because, damn it, it's concerto time. It's time to concerto the crap out of that bastard. The damn viper slithered away. Of course he did. But you know what? Edge going to kill somebody. Edge here to kill somebody. Edge is back. He's going to kill somebody. No Randy? All right, well, who's around I can kill? Oh, MVP's right there. So he grabs MVP, RKO's him onto the chair, gives them a concerto, looks at Randy, goes, this is you, Randy. Concerto's poor MVP who just wanted to talk. He just wanted to talk, man. Concerto's him once. Bloodthirsty, bloodthirsty crowd starts screaming, do it again. And One goes, more time. One more All right. time. All right, fine. I'm here to mess somebody up. Bam! Hits him again with the concerto. MVP's dead on the ground. MVP's just dead. Randy Orton's standing at the top of the ring looking disturbed and kind of apprehensive. Like, what have I done? I've unleashed a new kind of edge. Takes off for the back. Edge goes running after him. And uh, we find Edge in the back later looking confused and asking where Randy is. And he's told that Randy's already left the building. All right. So the Edge return Randy Orton uh, feud is, 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 is on, Nick. Um... Was it mm, okay? Obviously, this was a lot of fun, but at the yeah. same time, I was sitting there going, <laughs> "Why? What, what the hell did MVP have to do with this? Edge Ed, Ed had to beat had to beat up somebody. Here, we had to see him get some action. Was it too much to have Edge get an RKO on Randy Orton? Was that too much revenge already? Like, is that too much physicality, or was this was this pitch perfect to you? Other than the fact that we had to listen to three hours of every five minutes. Don't go anywhere, guys. Edge is going to be here. No, no, no. no. Right. We're serious this time. Edge is coming, guys. Edge is going to be here. No, That's a good point. No, Actually, Edge Nick, is going to be on. here. That's a really good point. Should they have made it a surprise and have him just 
show up randomly and everyone's like, oh my God, he's back. Should they have had, should they have made a surprise and not advertise the crap out of it? Yes. How I would have done this was had Uh-oh. MVP come out and do his thing like he normally does trying to recruit Drew McIntyre. And in the middle of that, unprompted as just music hits and he just comes walking out and beats the holy hell, spears MVP out of the ring, gets him out, and then just calls out Randy Orton. That would have been so much more effective because having him pull up Stone Cold style in the back and look like he's been away doing cocaine and methamphetamines for the last three weeks. Just, 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 just rage walking to the ring. <laughs> he's been lifting weights for three weeks and just, right. uh, just came straight to the... I mean, if he had just run in and speared MVP without even saying a word, I like how he snatched the microphone, but I would have just speared him out of his shoes right then, grabbed the mic, him. and gone, Randy! Yeah. <laughs> Randy! So MVP, I'm here, Randy! Yeah, MVP needed not to say a word to Edge. That was yeah. the one thing that killed this segment for me. Everything else was just, mwah. It beautiful. was it was a little bit unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, it was, he was just a he was a vestigial part of this little angle here, but fine. At the end of the day, we know Edge is out to kill Randy Orton. We're right where we should be with this, with the level of intensity. Uh, I'm curious how they're going to keep this going for the next 26 days, but uh, I'm not too worried. This is one of the best feuds going into WrestleMania, if not the best feud. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of WrestleMania feuds, AJ Styles called out. The Undertaker. And Nick, when I say he called out The Undertaker, I don't mean he just said, Taker, I want your WrestleMania, although he did say that. He also said, Taker, you're an old man. You're past your prime. You should have retired when you had that great moment and Roman Reigns beat you and you left your hat and your coat in the ring and you raised your fist and it was beautiful. You came back and you screwed it up because you're an old man. Uh, You're broken down and you're not really Undertaker, are you? You're Mark Calloway. You're an old broken down Mark Calloway and your wife Michelle McCool. By the way, everybody, Michelle McCool is Undertaker's wife, and she's running her mouth and making Undertaker keep coming back out here. So you're going to run him into the ground. So you know what? I'm going to prove your wife right. I'm going to run you into the ground. I'm going to end your career, put the nail in your coffin, and send you. I'm going to take your soul at WrestleMania Undertaker. Did AJ Styles in this promo, which, by the way, was hot fire, did AJ Styles in this promo breathe some life into a feud and an angle that up until now was just kind of by the numbers. The last time we saw this much fourth wall and kayfabe breaking was probably the Cena Roman face off a couple years ago. Yeah, it makes me wonder why they're doing it with Taker like, though. They just balled got, it up and like they set Undertaker's you name. Nev- you know, yeah, that's that's what the thing I and what's great is, by the way, Nick, go back and watch the moment when AJ Styles says that. Because there's you can see a little bit of the crowd behind him. And as soon as he says your, your name is Mark Calloway. You see these two guys behind him who are kind of, they're both on their phones and their heads just go, and they just whip their, their heads just whip up. Like, what the <laughs> hell did he just say? It's awesome. The, the audience just goes, oh, you can hear them immediately just go, oh, 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 what? They said Undertaker's name. Oh, no, broke, he didn't. They broke the kayfabe on Undertaker on TV. Finally, after all these years, now that they're having Undertaker do Stone Cold interviews and everything, like they finally are starting to pull that veil off of him a little bit and it's i mean honestly they kind of had to at this point didn't they like well, how it long didn't can you just, keep the mystique it, going like you've got to 
get a little more realism into it? I don't know. I'm I'm well, he, it was shocking. You, oh, perfect word. You said realism. Because then he continues and says, You your old ass should have retired when Brock Lesnar broke your WrestleMania streak. And right. we're all sitting there going, Uh-huh. There's a promise. Yep. AJ makes some you, sense here. <laughs> like the he whole thing was like after, not only did Roman you Reigns. not retire after that. Yes, the next year Roman Reigns beat you, and you neatly folded up your coat, and you put your cute little gloves and your hat on top of it, and you walked out, and you gave us all the fist, and you were retired, but you didn't, and you still kept coming around and coming around and coming. Around. And I'm like, yep, that's kind of what we all thought too. Those two years, so I'm sitting here going, not only did he break the fourth wall, not only did he kill kayfabe in this. He also kind of spoke some real truth that we all thought. And I'm just like, that was the perfect little trifecta of everything that you could have done in this kind so of promo. You made, us, and, you made a lot of people interested in this very quickly. Yeah, the, the level of trust that they must have in AJ Styles to be able to do this for on Undertaker. Uh, well, I mean, we know that AJ, AJ is now, at this point, he is, he is completely right. safe in the WWE. They love him. Vince yeah. loves him. He was, obviously wasn't sure of him at first. Now he loves him some AJ. Um, that being said, I think the, the big speculation now, the rumor it's coming out is, okay, we're calling out Taker by his name. We're pulling the veil a little bit off of the Undertaker character. He didn't have the hat and gloves when he took out Gallows and Anderson, although he did when he came out at Super Showdown. Um, might we get some sort of version of Biker Taker at WrestleMania? This is always what people ask in like last few years. Are we getting Biker Taker? Um could we possibly see the return of the American badass? Uh, no. Okay. Why do you think that? It's just not happening. No. <laughs> just you, that, just, that entr- the, the entrance. Are you gonna? You, you you've talked you to Vince him. and you've you've told him. Well, and Vince. Yeah, is we have, well, no, opinion. actually, I, uh, Brad. We've got Brad Shepard in our chat uh, from Ringside News, apparently uh, discussing how he wrote the article about it. So it must be true. I'm kidding, of course. Sorry, Sheppy. Uh, we we coincidentally also have a fan and listener named Brad Shepard. So uh, wow. anyway. I, I don't think there's any chance in hell you're going to lose the gong and the flames and the big mm. moon and the undead warlock mystique of the dead man. I just, I just don't see that happening. It worked post-Attitude Era, and it, eh, maybe a little bit. I just don't think that's going to be the thing. Could now. we see a hybrid entrance where he starts with that and all of a sudden, you know, boom, boom, no. You telling me we're going to play Limp Biscuit in 2020? Uh, Kid Rock, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Kid Rock, you could probably get away with Limp Biscuit. No, I would still shudder to hear Kid Rock because he's a scumbag and f that guy. But uh, I don't know. It, it definitely is something that I'm like, eh. if they were going, this is the most likely I've seen that they're going to do it. Of all the times we've said maybe he's going to come out as Biker Taker, this is the one where I'm like, yeah, he could because AJ's breaking the fourth wall on him. You know what I mean? And that was kind of the American Badass was closer to who Taker is in real life. So, yeah, maybe he drops the Taker thing before WrestleMania. I don't know. I, I would be curious. Okay. Well, I, I, I am I'm not sold. I could see it going either way. All right. Uh, two more WrestleMania matches that we know we're having that they decided to, uh, to remind us about. Uh, Becky and Charlotte both have their WrestleMania opponents. Now, Charlotte, we knew, was going to be facing Rhea Ripley. And they had a little segment. We didn't know who Becky was going to face until Sunday night. But uh, after Sunday night, we were definitely sure because Shayna Baszler murdered everybody in Elimination Chamber. So Becky came out to say, cool. Well, I kind of figured it would be Shayna. But let me now talk about Shayna, uh, who she called a black hole of charisma, <laughs> which was 
Um, she, I, I liked how Becky put over Shayna here. I liked how she presented this match because she presented it as Shayna. Yes, people like Becky don't beat people like Shayna, except that Becky did it last year with Ronda Rousey, right. um, which she pointed out. She said that on paper, Shayna should be able to just destroy her. And it's going to come down to heart versus technique. I think that's the absolutely the right angle to go in on this. Is you've got Becky, the plucky baby face, who just goes out there and fights with her heart on her sleeve, and Shayna, who's this mercenary cage fighter killer, who's just doesn't give a crap about you and is there to break your arms and take your money and take your gold. Cool. Done. I, I thought this was a great promo. I thought this set it up perfectly. It was what it exactly what it needed to be. This is what they needed to have before Shayna did what she did the night prior in the Elimination Chamber. They but that needed, would have made it so needed, obvious that Shayna was going to win if they did it then. Well, they needed to have something that is... Look, they had Becky come out and get and put Shayna over in ways that only a true like promo master can, can do. She did a fantastic job of just letting everybody know who Shayna was and why you needed to give a shit about her. Like you know, She was even admitting some stuff on there like... You know, yeah, you snuck one in on me and bit me and all of this stuff. But she went out there and sold Shayna as how she's a valid opponent uh, and she's the right opponent. So I, I have all the credit in the world, give all the credit in the world to Becky Lynch for doing this for Shayna. Here's my problem. Um, they both kind of have two moves. Are, are we that are, are we that excited about these two? Just like, are they mouthy at each other? Is that fun? Yeah, that's fun. But when it comes to physicality in the ring... Is it going to be a disarmor versus uh, a Kirafuda clutch match? Like well, I, uh, you last know. year, last year it was basically being presented as a arm, you know, a, a disarm her versus armbar match. So I, I don't, I don't see why it wouldn't be again. But I think it's going to be more of can That's Becky gonna survive. It's going to have a bit of a diminishing return, isn't it? I agree, but I think it's going to be more about this year about can Becky survive. Plus, it's also a one-on-one match for now. Until something happens Friday, which I think might throw a a, a, a little something in that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. All right. Um, but I think this will be more about Becky having to survive somebody who can go in there and dismantle her. And frankly, if Ronda does the arm stomp that she did to Dakota Kai and a few other people in NXT, you mean get some attention. Not Chana, Ronda. Sorry, thank you. Yep. Still thinking about Ronda from last year. She does that to Becky. She'll she'll wake some people up, big time. Because yeah, Becky's pretty limber. She can do, she can take that move. Uh, Charlotte also had a segment where she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's that big, nice package of Rhea Ripley in the stadium. Isn't she great? Well, I'm the damn queen. This is my kingdom. Get out of here. And then was interrupted by Rhea Ripley who came down and his base started to talk. And Charlotte said, no, 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 no. You don't get to talk. This is me. I'm the queen. I do what I want. You're dismissed. So Rhea said, fine, I don't get to talk. I'm just going to punch you in the mouth. She punches Charlotte in the mouth and leaves. What do you think about this segment? Did it, was it just kind of a rehash of stuff we already knew? Was it like a reminder? Hey, by the way, these two have a match. Unnecessary, but you know, good for the live crowd. Good for the filthy casuals to get a reminder of what you've got coming in the next three weeks to build the WrestleMania card. Sure, I'm sure some of them wash. Why do you keep calling them filthy? Well, you know, just saying. I just do. It is that's what it is. That's just mean. It's just mean. Um, well, I thought it was. I thought it was. There redundant. are there are people that don't watch every week that might not know who Rhea Ripley is if they haven't been watching NXT for the last six months. Sure, if they're just tuning in now, on, yeah. we're on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, I'll watch for the next month leading up to WrestleMania because yeah. I always watch WrestleMania. They're, they're gonna wa- that's what this is for. Kill some time. 
They have yeah. three hours to kill. Remind us of a match. It's just redundant, you know, I thought. But that, again, <laughs> we watch it every week, so yeah. I agree. Uh, Drew McIntyre is facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. So, of course, he had to have a match where he looked extremely dominant against Rowan this week. Rowan, who, of course, last week showed us that in his cage, all along for the last four freaking months, he's been teasing us. Uh, there was something in this cage. It's actually a really bad animatronic spider, which they wanted to convince us is real. Thankfully, Nick, after four months of build and finally the reveal... It looks like that angle is over because Drew McIntyre in the middle of this match picked up the ring steps and scrunched, squashed, crunched the cage, we assume, with the spider inside of it. So that horrible angle has come to a ignominious end. Uh, sure <laughs> glad this? we invested four months into that. <laughs> How much TV time do you and I spend watching Rowan talk to this cage and going, this better be good. It's not going to be, but it better be. Yeah. And then this uh, is what happened. It's going to be awful. That, you know, I animatronic saying, I spider and Drew Gulak is a pet killer. And uh, people trying to actually defend it going, uh, actually, it's a tarantula. It's not really a spider because tarantulas are technically not spiders. Technically, it's a bird eater. It's an Amazonian bird eater. If you were looking at it. Oh, guys. That's, actually, just, that's the wrong thing to focus on. The fact that it actually, was an, a, a Halloween toy <laughs> is the problem. Not whether it was a spider or a tarantula. You couldn't. I mean, you got you got freaking Tom Savini working on the fiend stuff. You can't get someone to give you a better looking spider. Come on, man. Come on. <sighs> anyway, well, we don't have to worry about it anymore because you know Drew uh, is now on on Peta's hit list because he just killed this innocent spider. Um, <laughs> monster! You killed a man's pet, Drew. That's not what a face does. Hashtag Whatever. for the kayfabes. Oh, my God. What, okay, so does this cage go down as like one of those all-time WWE busts? Like, oh, God, remember that crap? We'll, we'll, we'll be doing a bonus episode here in a couple of years where it's like worst gimmicks ever, and that'll be one of them. Uh, worst yep. waste of time. Worst yep. waste of time in the WWE. Yep. Rowan's goddamn cage. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, Did he at least Drew, have a cool shirt on this week that we can yeah, call Yeah, uh, Vordrung, actually, uh, which is a Norwegian... Like folk metal, neo folk band. Oh, we're uh, back to that. You know, okay. Uh, yeah, they're they've been around. Well, they were around. They were they were around a long time ago. It's actually, if you know Gall, who was in um, uh, uh, oh, carving a giant. What the heck's the name of that band? Um, Gorgoroth. Gorgoroth. Uh, okay. Now, yeah. yeah. You know Gorgoroth. So Gall's yes. leasing her Gorgoroth for a while. He's now got his own band. Um, he's also. I've got to find the documentary they did on him. He's one of the most terrifying human beings on the planet. Like, once kidnapped a guy and made him drink his own blood. It's a long story. Don't have time for it now. Anyway, oh, it's one of <laughs> it's one of Gaul's original bands. So yeah, cool shirt, very cool shirt, obscure, good stuff. Uh, Rowan shirt watch, everybody. Still fun, still fun. The one reason I look forward to seeing Rowan every week is yeah. us metalheads can be like, ooh, ooh, good one. Speaking of metalheads, Alistair Black was about to give one of his promos. Back in his black room. Yeah, he's back well, in the room again. He's in the back closet. Back in the room. Oh, God. Thank God they didn't do anything in there. He just had, he had a knock on the door. Someone knocked. And it was Seth Rollins. Came in and Alistair Black stands up. We see the nice little lighting setup he's got going on there. <laughs> it just makes him look like such an idiot that he's sitting in this room, <laughs> like staring at a camera all moody, and he's got like a whole light rig around him. <laughs> just, oh, God. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. We can't have him like 
sitting in a dark throne in a misty room or something completely ridiculous like that. He's got to be sitting. Because Alistair like, Black won't like come out of the closet. He's on a set. He sets up his own set, waits for someone to knock at his door. Come on. Stop it. Anyway, Seth Rollins tries to uh, get Alistair Black to join him. Meanwhile, this Seth Rollins uh, has previously got his boys sicked on Kevin Owens. So Kevin Owens has been taken out by the, by the uh, AOP and Murphy. So Seth goes to Alistair Black and says, hey, I understand you got a, uh, a numbers problem. Well, I'm really good at fixing numbers problems. Uh, and Alistair goes, yeah, no, I'm good. I don't need to join your stupid little band of, of freaks. And uh, Seth goes, well, I don't think you understand. It's not a request. It's demand. <laughs> and Alistair goes, well, I think that sounds like fighting words. So, yes, yes. let's fight. Yes. And we have Seth Rollins versus Aleister Black later, which this was weird, Nick. This was a weird sequence of events. We had Seth Rollins versus Aleister Black. Ends up being a DQ because Buddy Murphy gets involved. There's a beatdown on Aleister Black. For some reason, the Viking Raiders come out to save him. Uh, and then the AOP shows up and the, or it turns into a big kerfuffle. Street Profits end up coming out. And it ends up turning into, for some reason... Uh, Alistair takes off, and we've got Seth Rollins, Murphy, and AOP versus Street Profits and the Viking Raider War Machine experience. And that's your main event. Um, yeah, where'd Alistair Black go? Did he just poof, vanish I don't know. somewhere? <laughs> yeah, he, he poofed back to his room. Uh, so then these guys all had a match that had just no stakes. and just It was there. It existed. It was a thing. Um, it was, a, honestly, an exciting, well-worked thing. It just didn't have a point. You know, I tried, I tried to step back and look at it just as like an exhibition match. And on that metric, it was pretty, it was well worked. It was exciting. Um, and the finish was, uh, was Montez Ford getting stomped into oblivion. Kevin uh, Owens coming out to get revenge on Seth. And Seth ended up turning the tables on Owens and stomping him like eight times in the ring and looking like an absolute psychopath, which I thought was a great look to the end of the whole show. Yeah. They're obviously building toward like, you know, Seth kind of, holding out his hand and keeping his goons from getting the ring. He's like, no, Owens is mine. Um, I love his, I'm loving his physicality here, but um, is this just convoluted, Nick? Is it too much? Is it too many people jumbled together at this point? We were liking it for a while, and now it just feels like it's a mess. Am you I crazy? I, no, I was waiting for you to finish there because I want to make a corollary kind of point here. We see what's going If we compare this to AEW for a second and what's been going on around the inner circle, there sure. are a lot of different storylines intermixed in and around the inner circle, especially there leading up to Moxley getting the championship, and they executed all of that really well. And I feel like this is not being executed as well. I feel like there's way too much focus being put on Seth Rollins here and not enough uh, around the outside edges of this, the outside orbits. Like, why would, he, why would he be the one to try to come recruit Aleister Black? Why not send Murphy, who he had a feud with previously, who was one of the, fir the first one to knock on his door? Be like, hey man, I know we had a feud back there, but uh, you know you should really come talk to Seth. He's got some good points. Something like that. Tell me, make it consistent. Like just, oh well, you don't have a choice, so now we have to fight. I mean, just some of this stuff could have been executed so much better to where it made sense, and that's where I'm hung up on this. It's not that the story's bad or that it's too convoluted. It's just not being executed well. And there's so much potential here with all of this talent. Street Profits, Kevin Owens, AOP, Seth Rollins, Murphy, Aleister Black, Viking Raiders. You've got all of the top. A massive amount of talent. And it's, it's just so much going on. You can't keep track of it because they're trying to cram it all into like one segment instead of break things out 
mm-hmm. into separate things that all just intertwine with each other and, in the long run. And not only that, Nick, it's being plagued by injury. Samoa Joe was a part of this before, and now Kevin Owens yep. is a little bit adrift because he doesn't have a partner. I thought maybe Aleister Black would end up being Kevin Owens' partner. Maybe that's going to be what it is. He's going to be the replacement for Joe. I don't know. Um, but it looked like it was heading towards a one-on-one with him and Seth this week. And then on, on top of that, we found out if you watch the match back, when Montez Ford does the crossbody onto Razor, um, from that point on, Razor is kind of he's kind of you know taking care of his right arm to the point where about a couple minutes later he has to actually catch Eric uh, coming through the ropes with one hand, which was very impressive. And actually, Razor finishing this match is impressive as hell. Yeah, because he did it with one goddamn hand because he tore his bicep catching Montez Ford. Um, it's actually, it's fascinating to watch him work one armed and just gut it out like props to Razar for, for handling that business. But that means he's out at least six weeks if that's a bicep tear. So that throws us into even more trouble because who do you now have with, I mean, you know, he can be there, he but he just can't have any action. No, let me so be clear, you, but let me be clear. It's six weeks before you can even flex. Like I, I'm Jesus. not allowed. I'm three weeks in from so my he's repair, gone. and I, yeah, he's he's at way past mania. It's six. I, I'm not even allowed to like put load on my bicep for at least six weeks. So that's that. Yeah, he's gonna be, and then you can start strengthening again. So he's, we might be three months without Razor. So, uh, the 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 match that I wanted at 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 WrestleMania is now def- definitely not gonna happen. Um, and I, and I hate that. Even if there was a, a, a light chance that it could happen, I was pretty hyped about it. It kind of did look like they were pivoting seeing that Seeing Viking Raiders coming out Sunday night. Or at least a four-way. You know, I thought there might be a four-way in yeah. Mania with them involved. But now, who knows? I mean, now you have these two face tag teams. and the We're probably going to get Murphy and Rollins again. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Or maybe. Or Kevin Owens. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that throws it even into even more confusion. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys here. That because they're just kind of like circling in the air, we don't know where or if they'll be even even able to land for WrestleMania because it's kind of convoluted right now. So yeah, I, that's that's the word I, the word of the day for all of this stuff: convoluted. Butters in the chat says Big Show is going to turn heel again and fill no! in for Razor. Silence! God Butters. damn it! No! <laughs> no! No! You you calm down over there. Don't you we, put that voodoo on me, Ricky live- Bobby? Leave Big Show alone. Oh, what has he done? Uh, at least Alistair's getting some some airtime. You know, he's getting to look fairly strong against their biggest people. So I'm not mad at that. So I, I'm just curious what their plan is for Alistair. But at least he's looking good. But God, get him out of the closet. The closet. People got me thinking about R. Kelly in the chat right now, man. Yeah. Trapped in the closet. I got to see that again. Trapped in the closet. Brilliant. Because Alistair's trapped in the closet. Trapped in the closet with, with the Tom midget, Cruise. <laughs> a uh, speaking of little people, Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors came out to the ring and they were laughing their heads off, screaming in Japanese. The crowd who just getting more and more worked up. Uh, and I, I got, it, I got the feeling that this crowd was just so goddamn irritated by them. Uh, but at the same time, I was sitting there just tickled pink by the two of them screaming and yelling in Japanese and laughing their heads off. Uh, they called out Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, they got Liv and Natalia in a match. 
But let's talk about the fact that they're letting Asuka scream in Japanese and they're letting Kyrie be just adorably psychotic and scream yes. in Japanese. Uh, let's talk about how talk awesome about. It's, it's amazing. It's absolutely <laughs> amazing. It's, it's what I've wanted all along. Um, the, the fact that we, we saw all the problems that Shinsuke Nakamura had when he came up and you know, they couldn't figure out how to get him to cut English promos. Oh, we've God. We no, see it with speak an, English. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was kind of cute for five minutes, but that was about it. Uh, and it was always just, just let them go out there and scream in their language. We're in such an inclusive, diverse society now. There, there's probably some Japanese speakers out there that are feeling pretty special right now uh, that they're getting to hear that in their native native tongue. So, And yes, there are translations available online. I know you said you had broken some of them down. Uh, well, I heard to, her, to I heard her here. call because they're – so what's interesting about this uh, is that if you hear them ever go like with their with their R's, that's actually like the equivalent of if you were like talking like if you want to talk about like this, you know, oh hey, yeah, it went down in the Tommy Two Fingers and me like we put the guy's cement shoes on and threw him in the ocean. It's a yakuza thing. Like it's uh. you sound you sound thuggish when you do that. You sound like you're uh, a thug if you roll your R's like that. She's even um, growly voice doing that yeah. kind of stuff. Maria, like that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's. So she's actually putting on like kind of like a thuggy kind of persona here. She's calling the women dirty pigs. Uh, she's saying screw you, only not quite as politely. Like they're getting away with some stuff with what yeah. they're saying. Um, what's particularly crazy is even if you're Japanese, you're going to have a hard time with Asuka's accent. Okay. Because she's actually – what's happening is she's Asuka's from Osaka. And Osaka is – a very important town in Japan historically. Um, and it used to be one of, I, I'm trying to remember if it was ever, because the emperor lived in Kyoto until the end of the, the Meiji Restoration, which was 1860s. So Kyoto was where the emperor lived, but like the, the center of Japan, like where the shogun lived and where like the, the center of power was, moved around. And in the 1500s, Osaka was the center, like a, uh, Nobunaga conquered Osaka Castle and then took it over. His successor, uh, Toyotomi, I think was his name. Um, he uh, yeah, Toyotomi took over, and then it was uh, Osaka was the place for years until the Tokugawa shogunate took it to Edo, now known as Tokyo, uh, which is where it was basically since then until the Meiji Restoration. So Osaka was a very big town, but it became kind of like an outland town after. Tokugawa took over. So it's kind of like she's from the countryside or she's, you know, it'd be like a, a, a Newcastle accent or like here in the States, like a, like a Southern accent, right? It's thick. And you start talking in it really thick. So, you know, a Texan comes along and starts talking in a Texan accent really thickly, or you hear like a, like a Glasgow accent, Glaswegian accent. It's thick. And sometimes even if you speak the language, you can't understand it. Right. I actually remember seeing up, up, down, down, where Nakamura was saying, yeah, dude, well, she starts going off. She starts getting, like, fired up. It was, remember Braun Strowman on Sunday? We were like, you get back to the room here, you silver bitch! Right? I understand that perfectly. Well, I know you do. You're from South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but that's basically what's happening is, is Asuka's sitting here getting all wound up so much to the point where her Japanese is barely uh, intelligible to Japanese people. Yeah. That's awesome. It's amazing. That is so, that is so much fun. To know that that's actually what's happening. Um, and in the meantime, even though we don't speak a single word, most people of Japanese, and they're hearing this, 
it it translates. It translates that she's just being like big and mean and and you know, cocky, and it's fun as hell. Yeah. So and yeah, Kyrie this, on the side being a, like a almost like a Harley Quinn kind of laughy psycho. Oh, she's doing straight like anime stuff. Oh yeah, you know what it, I mean. It's fantastic. It, like just the that added that if Oscar by herself doing what she's doing would be amazing on its own. The fact that you've got Kyrie Sane doing you know crazy evil Hojo stuff. Uh, off to the just oh my god yes please yeah. this is so good like and people kill, were complaining that it was like there. it went on too long and I was just like no oh no let this happen <laughs> bring it give you're it crazy me. give it to me love it I, I love know it. let's have Roman Reigns come out and cut another promo <laughs> I think the only downside with this is that it if they make it something that's consistently always like this it's going to get grading because it's going to be the same thing over and over again it's going to be kind of like the iconics where. Some of us are entertained by it, but some of us are like, oh, God, kill me, make it stop. And I get that. This could get old. They have to be careful with it. But right now, I'm loving it. So, no, sorry. Yes, please. Eat it. Um, all right. So, they had the match. Bliss Cross um, are on the shelf for right now. We've got Natalia and Liv Morgan who come out. And it's a back-and-forth match until Liv Morgan gets distracted because Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan come to the side of the ring. They start brawling with each other because you just can't have, you know, you can't put two chihuahuas in a pen together. They just start going for each other. Liv Morgan comes off the top, turnbuckle, crossbody splash onto the rest of the Riot squad. They're taken out. Natalia ends up getting murdered in the ring. Uh, so no surprise there. And... Uh, it's what it's looking like is Bliss Cross versus Asuka and Kyrie for the women's tag team titles at WrestleMania arbitrarily. But the rumor, Nick, is it was supposed to be uh, Natalia and uh, Beth Phoenix versus yeah. the Kabuki Warriors. So do you think it'll be a triple threat again, or will it just be Kabuki Warriors and Bliss Cross? Which, which should it be, I guess? My only question is where's the Iconics? Where, are they done? We haven't seen them in like a year. Being repackaged, I would imagine. Uh, you know, you can't really. You had to give some time. If you want to bring him back as a face team, which they kind of yeah. need, yeah, uh, they they needed some while a while to be on the shelf so they can come back out and people can cheer for them. You know, only thing I can think. Yeah, uh, I'm not excited about Kabuki's and Bliss Cross again. Sorry, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm not either. Um, that's it. Probably, yeah. I don't know. It would take a lot for me to get excited about that, and they need to do a lot of build to make that interesting at yep. all. Yep. Uh, although I would be, I would love to see Oscar get in the ring with uh, Beth and Natalia. So every yeah, time, saw, every I, time we, Natalia we, and Oscar get together, you know it's good. It has been good historically, and it was good in this match. Uh, 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 and that's Oscar uh, working like you know with a busted wing. Sure. So uh, Natalia's just kind of slow and prodding, and I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just I yeah. always want Natalia to do well. I, I hear nothing but good things about her from people backstage. So I, oh, I agree. To- I'm not judging her as a person. I'm just you know I don't expect me to get excited about her matches. You know? <laughs> I'm not. I can't argue. I can't argue with that. Uh, Rey Mysterio came out and beat Angel Garza. That's right. He's making out with the grandmothers in the audience now. Angel Garza. He was. He was. <sighs> behold the dong. But uh, Ray would not behold the dong. In fact, Ray kicked his ass, beat him clean. Is this Garza's way of being sent back down to NXT, or should they keep Garza on the main roster? And if they do keep him on the main roster, Nick, should he keep kissing people in the audience, letting them kiss him, man? He's going to become like a COVID-19 Mary, like typhoid Mary. <laughs> it's going to be like the, it's going to be a nexus, or what do you call it? Uh, um, where you're like you're a center point for the, 
for it to come out from. I don't, I, I don't know. You won't catch Zector, me going to any wrestling events anytime soon. Zector uh, Garza. That, st- that stuff being as infectious as it is. So yep. anyway, we haven't we haven't talked about that much. But at some point, it's you know, we have to have a real serious conversation about is WrestleMania actually going to happen? Well, you know? Bob, dude, barring this thing turning into the Black Plague, I pretty much guarantee it is. They may cancel some access stuff. The Bellas have already canceled on access, but. Yeah. Um, I they're not. I don't. I don't see any way Vince is canceling WrestleMania. No. Uh, but yes, I'm going to call. I'm going to call Angel Garza Vector Garza from now on. <laughs> okay. I am. Uh, also, the uh, Ground Zero Garza. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Riddick Moss continues his winning winning ways as the 24/7 champion, the longest reigning 24/7 champion. This week, he beat Cedric Alexander. So now we have the twofer. Last week, uh, uh, Ricochet. This week, Cedric Alexander. The two guys that once were getting these great pushes as, as little cruiserweights and uh, now seem to be getting relegated, relegated to getting squashed by big 250-pounders, ex-football players. Um, I have two questions here, Nick. One, is there any possibility that there was no coincidence that one week it's Ricochet and one week it's Cedric? And there may be something there that they're trying to work us by having it be back-to-back Ricochet and Cedric. What are you getting at? I'm saying, are they trying to make us associate Ricochet and Cedric with each other in the hopes that there's going to be some sort of redemptive thing for both of them? I am grasping at goddamn straws here, Nick. I'm a drowning man. My people are getting killed, and I want to see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel here. I'm trying to find some way... Like they could have had Riddick Moss be anybody this week after crushing Ricochet last week, but they had it be Cedric Alexander, another guy who was on Raw getting a good push as a little flyer, and instead, uh, what made Buddy next. Murphy the anointed one that kind of made it through all of this? How did he survive? What? Right, he went and had good. He went and had good matches with uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Survived that god awful angle with Daniel Bryan and Rowan and Roman. Uh, Look, I have to believe that Cedric... <sighs> I'm not naive enough to not say that Cedric spoke up for ACH. Uh, he was involved in that whole mess. That was the suspicion, yeah. Um, I, I, I know nothing. I have no inside information. But listen, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that that has nothing to do with it. Uh, I thought they had taken Cedric out, bat and, out back and you know put that horse down already. We hadn't seen him in months. So well, I, the unless fact you watch was, main event, which Ricochet was on this week. Sure. The fact that he was on TV at all is a blessing, I guess. Is it? I, is I, it? Don't, know, I don't know. You know, mm. I'm know. just I'm wondering if if there's something more to the fact that it was both Ricochet and Cedric. If you see Riddick, Riddick uh, bleh, if you see Ricochet, not Riddick Moss, if you see Ricochet and Cedric teaming up in the next couple of weeks, remember this moment, because this is this is where I'm, I'm having that I put on the I'm putting on my own tinfoil hat, Nick. I'm the tinfoil hat man today because I I need something to believe in here, some sort of hope because I I just can't stand the idea of Ricochet getting just tossed aside like trash the way that they have the last couple weeks. So I hope that's the case. Um, My second question here is what's the deal with Riddick Moss? When did Vince start taking such a shine to him and what is the end goal with his 24-7 championship reign? I have no idea. He is now officially the longest reigning 24-7 title championship. Are they trying to somehow legitimize this title again? 
I, I, don't I can't. Know. They, they took all the fun and silliness out of it, you know. Yeah. We we now know that because Drew McIntyre squashed it, there's no way for the animatronic spider the to spider become twenty four seven champion. I'm out. I'm out. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of checking out here. You took all the fun out of this. Like the whole idea of was it it was silly and that you had everybody chasing everybody around and our truth doing frankly some of the best sports entertainment work we've seen in years, uh, centered around that title. So what are you doing? I have no idea what right. why I should even care about the twenty four seven title anymore at this point. I I don't know who Riddick Moss is. Keep an who eye on the twenty four seven championship. Watch your favorites get squashed by an right. ex football player. Speaking right. of ex football players, Bobby Lashley beat Zack Ryder. Okay. I cared. I cared so much about this, Nick. I didn't even finish the note. <laughs> He's not kidding. It says R Lashley Lana. R Lashley Lana. I just stopped. I just could. I couldn't be bothered. The question was going to be, are Lashley, Lana, and Rusev happy now that they were in that stupid angle that they were defending on social media for so long, now that it's completely just fallen apart and they're, and they're worse off than they were before? We do know like, that are Rusev... Are you happy as a sarcastic question, even? Well, we do know that Rusev is to- in toiling away with his contract and negotiations and things like that. And normally when this happens, like with Revival, you don't see him on TV until all the things get settled and they agree to stuff just in case an agreement can't be reached and they part ways. I, I understand what's happening here. Could you not have settled all that before you invested weeks and months into this Lana Lashley and Rusev story that then brought in a full makeover for Liv Morgan and then broke up the Riot Squad as part of it? Like It had so many consequences. It had so much repercussions to so much of the roster. And now Bobby Lashley is squashing Zack Ryder. Oh, my God. Don't, Don't you all care? Aren't you all entertained? Can I throw this out there, please? <laughs> At least the spiders got squashed, and that was entertaining. There was a hard stop to that feud. <laughs> this just this just kind of trailed off. It just trailed off like a turd. That just you know just couldn't come all the way out. Uh this was this was a turd that the dog was scraping on the floor behind him. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. garbage. Awful. All right, there was some good. There was some bad. There was Raw. We got through it all, Nick, and there we are. That was that yes. was Monday Night Raw for this week. We are that much closer to Wrestle Mania. Down to three weeks. Down to three, three weeks left, guys. Well, we don't want to end on that sour note. We're going to head over oh. and do our moment of positivity. Time for the mop. Moment of positivity. What? Serene dangerous. No, no, yeah, you first this week, man. You first. You first. What made you happy in wrestling over the last, like, since we did our Saturday show, Elimination Chamber, Monday Night Raw? What tickled your pickle? What made you happy? What? What got you giggling? What put a smile on your face? Oscar uh, o- yelling at Shayna in the in the in the cell. Oscar's uh, performance during the elimination chamber match that was mm-hmm. probably yeah it was it was a close uh, it was both of them were Oscar this week. Uh, it was just a typical. You just do like combine both of those Oscar moments together. Just Oscar yelling in Japanese and how that has come to such a perfect perfect head. Uh, I absolutely love exa- everything Oscar's doing right now. Green Mist, Evil Kana yelling in Japanese all the stuff that you explained really puts some context behind it so yeah just it, but that that time that she where Shayna was just kind of prancing around during that 3 minute segment 
and Oscar was just in the cage nonstop performing. Yeah. Oh my God, that is so hard to do and should be so recognized and applauded. Uh, what she did there. So that's that's mine definitely. Seeing Oscar just go crazy. Damn. Because you. That, what about yours? <laughs> you stole mine. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. That's okay. We can have the same one. Because uh, frankly, well, no, there wasn't I, that no, much I to wanna, be excited about this week. I'll give you another good one. I'll give All you right. another. I had I had another one as well. Um, and that was the Daniel Bryan Gulak match. Yeah. And, you know, and actually, I'll 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 even give an honorable mention. I'll give an honorable mention. The Daniel Bryan Gulak match was definitely just like it hit all, hit me on all the right places. But you know what, Nick? I actually I'm gonna say this is my mop. My mop is Sami Zayn has a singles title on the main roster. Sami Zayn is an intercontinental champion. I thought it was done. I thought the Sami Zayn experiment was over. I thought there was no way he was ever going to hold a belt. And I don't care about how we got there. I don't care about what is going on around him. Sami Zayn. Sami freaking Zayn is your intercontinental champion. And somewhere in Mexico, a whole bunch of orphans are celebrating. I won't say why, but they are. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That's all I'm going to say. Well, there you have it, guys. There's our moments of positivity. But wait, we're not done just yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. All right, let's knock this out, Nick. New Japan, we're not talking about that today because they're they don't, not having any shows. They shut down everything because of the coronavirus. We should be in the middle of the New Japan Cup, which I was really freaking looking forward to this year because it looked like it was stacked. <laughs> but no... Instead, New Japan has canceled all of its shows, and now it's canceling another week's worth of shows. Everything through March 21st is gone. That's nearly a month they've been off. Uh, all Japan Wrestling has also canceled everything. They are not messing around in Japan. They are canceling stuff right and left. Uh, at least if you need some New Japan fix, you can go on New Japan World. They've got a Toru Yano game show slash talk show, which is just it's glorious. It's with Ishii, Shoyo, Yoshihashi. Tell, like, tell me the, no more. I'm hey, in. Asuka, yeah, done, sold. It's it's <laughs> it's a lot of fun. If you need a smile and have some New Japan stuff, there you go. Nice. Triple H uh, has a new job title. Before, he was the executive vice president of talent, live events, and creative. And uh, it was just revealed that in February, his title was changed to the executive vice president and glo uh, global talent strategy and development. So slight adjustment there, but uh, it looks like that he's going to be more of a global figure. Uh, which does lend credence to the fact they are trying to get into other places besides just England. India, Japan are first on their plate. Matt Hardy has been showing up on some indie dates already. He is, he is being uh, promoted for FSW's Mecca show, which is going to be this Sunday. Uh, it's actually going to be at Sam's Town in Vegas, uh, which is the same place, by the way, that the previous two nights we will have the Ring of Honor 18th anniversary show which has some big matches. The Friday match is the anniversary show. The Saturday, ma uh, Saturday show is the past meets the future, past meets the present show, which looks great too. But the uh, Friday, we've got uh, Rush defending his uh, heavyweight championship against Mark Haskins. Dragon Lee is defending his television championship against Bandito. I don't mm. know if any feet are going to be touching the ground in that one. Right. Flippy uh, shit match. The tag championships is, is going to be Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham defending against Marty Skrull and Flip Gordon. I could see that one changing hands. Uh, other matches on the card, Briscoes versus Dalton Castle, Joe Hendry. Uh, PCO and Brody King versus Ray Horace and Alex Zane. Mm. Uh, you've also got the um, 
match for a future title shot. Dan Moff versus Kenny King versus Shane Taylor versus Bateman. Adam Brooks versus Slex. Eli Isom versus Bully Ray. And if Bully Ray loses, he will leave Ring of Honor. And then a woman, uh, woman's match, Nicole Savoy versus Session Moth Martinez. So pretty solid show, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a that pretty good one. That was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out on Friday. Uh, meanwhile, in Germany this last weekend, the WXW 16-karat gold, solid gold, excuse me, solid gold tournament solid finished up this last weekend. Cara uh, Noir defeated Speedball, Speedball Mike Bailey in the finals to win the solid gold tournament this year. Um, I have not checked out that match yet, but I heard it was quite good. Alexander Wolf beat Ilya Dragunov and Avalanche for the WXW Shotgun Championship. And uh, the, the kind of the biggest news coming out of it was that WXW mainstay David Starr will no longer be associated with WXW. Uh, he declined to really comment on it, but it's pretty much understood that he can't really work with them anymore because of their association with WWE. The same thing happened with him and Progress, hmm. where when Progress started getting uh, associated with WWE, David Starr stopped working there. And it's because David Starr is pushing so hard for wrestlers to unionize and obviously, that's looked on fairly dimly by WWE. In addition, David Starr is kind of persona non grata uh, at WWE after stomping on the NXT UK title after a match with, I think, Walter. Uh, and WWE saw that as being quite disrespectful. He went, he went off on his own, did his own business on that. He did not clear that before doing it. So David Starr, not a popular man over in the dub-dub. But... He is popular overseas. He's going to be facing John Moxley in OTT Scrappermania in Dublin this Saturday. Huh. So, yeah, still getting him that work. It's interesting that Moxley can do this if David's uh, – where is OTT affiliated? You said, you Ireland. said Dublin. Yeah, is that Ireland. an Ireland that's – a, that's a promotion yeah. I'm not too familiar with. What, are they just solely Ireland-based or are they yep. spread out a little bit? Yep. Yeah, they're, they're completely independent. So wow, so AEW is okay with Mox working. I guess not only New Japan but other stuff as well. Go, hey man, he was trapped that's in WWE your for AEW how long? Champion that could potentially get injured in a place well, that's not AEW. He's not just doing that. You realize he's fighting at Bloodsport WrestleMania yeah. weekend. It's him. It's him versus Josh Barnett at Bloodsport uh, WrestleMania weekend. So that's their champ going out there and doing other stuff. So that's a that's a big deal. I don't know if I'd be okay cool. with that. But I guess everybody has their deal. Oh, you're right? not everybody has their contract. Yeah. 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 Uh, in some impact news, the rage has come to impact. Alex Riley was there at some tapings this weekend. He finally showed up again. Um, I really don't have any more than that. Alex Riley was at Impact. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. But also at Impact this weekend, Raven. Raven was working as a producer on the tapings this weekend. So I don't know. We don't have any uh, specifics on if he's actually working for them in any kind of long-term capacity or if it's just a one-off, but he was there this weekend. He was putting together matches, so very cool. Raven to Impact. Uh, a couple more things. Speaking of people going places, Luke Harper, a.k.a. Brody King, Brody Lee, excuse me. <laughs> That's going to get bad. Sin Cara and The Ascension are now more than 90 days out from their contracts. The no-competes are over for those four men, which means they could pop up anywhere at any time. Ascension have been working small dates, um, but now we could be seeing them 
other places, bigger places, perhaps coming out on AEW. You heard it here first. And finally, Nick, this one's for you, buddy. Nia Jax has been cleared to compete. Rumor is she's coming out this Friday on SmackDown. No! Nia! No! God, no! Please! No! Yes. Nia Jax possibly returning this Friday, possibly entering herself into the main event between Becky and Shayna Baszler to make it a nice three-way like the one last year. I kid. That's that's all complete speculation. But Nia is healthy, and I have seen rumors that she's going to show up on SmackDown this Friday. So take that for what it's worth. Grain of salt. But put it out there. I just can't win. Nope. I just can't win this week, guys. Can't win. There you go, buddy. And if they put her in some kind of three-way with Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler, come on. Burn no. it down. Burn no. down the house. Every table flipped. Uh, not to mention Bailey. If she said she's coming out Friday, so Bailey, is she going to get involved in a title match with Bailey? Uh, how sta- back how double stagnant, ACL surgery? How stagnant is the SmackDown tag team? Uh, the women's division. Excuse me, just the women's division on SmackDown right now. Like it's awful. Would it's it, Carmella it maybe, and Naomi. Does it maybe need a little Nia? No, no. I, yeah, Valley Girl up speak. Yeah, we need some more of that on SmackDown. Yeah. Just no, saying. we don't we don't need any of that. <laughs> anyway, seen it coming. Sorry, to, thanks for ending on a downer there, sir. <laughs> Good lord, all these amazing cards that you just rattled through, and that's the thing you got to end with. Jesus Christ! You're welcome, buddy. I want you to, uh, I want you to sit on that God. until we come back on Saturday. Sit on, sleep on it, dream on it. Yes, feel it, know it, love it. Well, between now and Saturday, we got a lot of wrestling happening, and the best way to get in on some fine live chats is to head over to our Discord server. To find links to that, they're going to be pinned to all of our social media profiles, which I'll go over here in a second, or in the description below right here if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, Just head over to Facebook, search for Busted Wide Open, like our page, and send us a join request to get in with the rest of the phenomenal ones, our lovely patrons, and to get in on some of that patreon.com slash BWO. It is the best way to help support the show here with your hard-earned cash every single month. Thank you guys so much for being willing to do that for our little wrestling show that we put on a couple times a week here. We really appreciate all of your support. You can get into listener questions for our patron mailbag show on Saturdays as well, and you can get the ability to ask listener, or sorry, get the copies of the show notes for every episode and get bonus episodes, much, much more over at patreon.com slash BWO. Speaking of Nia Jax, we're about five short, five patrons short of me <laughs> having to do the dubstep ringtone. Yeah. And, and share that with all of the patrons for everybody. So oh, I'm going to be calling uh, you on every show we do. Just, oh just calling God. you repeatedly. I, I'm going to have to leave my nice. ringer on, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm gonna have to contract Skrillex because I've never put a dubstep track together. I've never mixed a dubstep track, so I'll, I'll figure be, out how to do it. I that could be the most miserable it. experience to have to. I'm a monster. Oh God! I'm gonna have to listen to that a million times. Oh, well, yeah. So I dare you guys to get us to 50 patrons. You have it. There you go. And you'll all get a copy of it uh, as patrons as well. So there you go. 50 oh, patrons. We'll, we'll hit it, and you all can have a copy of it. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. We stream live right here on YouTube every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you're subscribed and you got the little jingle bell notification set to all so you get notified anytime we go live or put up some new content. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at Data Center Dude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on Twitter at 
Sir Ian Dangerous. But by God, somebody stop the damn match. This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out, orbitaljigsaw.com.